Hello, welcome to episode number 35 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today, I'm going to talk about everything is a matter of point of view. Yes, because when you change your point of view about a person or situation, you change the way you feel about them and it affects how you deal with that person or situation in addition to what you get back. So it makes all the difference, especially in terms of achieving more inner peace, to say the least. Because nobody changes anyone and we can't always do something outside to change an external situation. But we can always do something within us that will affect our energy and consequently the environment around us. Gracie here, I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement transform their reality consciously. How? Using their hidden inner powers, the forces and intelligence in their unconscious, because the cause of everything in our life is within us and to change the effects you need to work on the cause. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. have learned to see the world and ourselves through the eyes of others who may have influenced us for better or worse. However, we can stop to look at our acquired beliefs and disagree with them. There is no good or bad for nature. Everything depends on the result. If the result is positive or negative, right? So what counts for a person is what works for them. If the effect is bad, then the attitude doesn't serve to produce the good and can and must be discarded. Each one must learn to use their own judgment to know what is best and what is not for them instead of blindly and passively accepting opinions and guesses from others. So it's interesting if you could stop and take a deep look into your beliefs. Pay attention if the way you think that obviously affect the way you act and react in your life is causing you suffering or not. If they are helping you to have more positive results in your life or not, because if they are not helping you somehow, you can choose to get rid of those beliefs and start to get smarter in terms of having what I call filter in your ears to pay attention to what other people say, their opinions and guesses in your life and really filter what you give importance to or not instead of just accepting everything from outside, not only from other people, but from the media, society and even religion. If that belief, if that thought causes you pain, suffering, or even discomfort, you can choose not to accept it and not give importance to it. 
And actually, you are responsible for what goes inside of you, your inner states. So it's your responsibility to pay attention to what you nurture inside of you in your mind, right? There is a difference between formulating a thought, giving it importance and accepting it as true. Or suddenly, if an idea passes through your head, you capture it from the collective mind and think it's yours, incorporating it in the same way and without discernment. So one thing is a thought that starts in your mind and with your will, you nurture it. You have other thoughts after that first one in a sequence. And another thing is when an idea passes through your mind because it came from outside, it can be from the collective mind, the collective unconscious, and you capture it with your mind because we are biomagnetic devices and we are affected by energy and thoughts from the astral. So if an idea, a thought happens to you suddenly, then it's interesting to stop and think, where did this came from? Was it mine? This idea started in my mind. I was thinking about something that led to this or it just happened to me out of nowhere because it was something that came from outside and you didn't pay attention incorporating it, not using your discernment and giving importance to it. This is a non-vigilant attitude. And it can be risky also because you can capture everything from nonsense to the highest thought, you know, a good inspiration from a higher source. Then it's important to be vigilant with what goes on inside your own head so that there is no identification with what doesn't have to do with your best. Because if you give importance to something that comes from outside and don't pay attention, that will be incorporated in your unconscious. That will make part of that software in your mind that is always running in your unconscious and creating your reality by attracting people and situations to your life. In my opinion, there is a magic key that makes all the difference in life, whatever the situation. And the key is changing the point of view. When you activate this key, turning it, something surprising happens. Changing your way of seeing changes the way you relate to someone or a particular situation. And this makes the energy emitted by you different, which also changes the response obtained in the case of a person and the circumstances involved. So when you change your point of view, and this is a choice, you can change the way you see someone who is bothering you, who you consider annoying, and also the way you see a specific situation that is painful or even discomfort for you and this will change the energy you emit to that person or that situation your frequency how you vibrate and you have a different result in return because people feel our energy before anything else you don't have to say anything or even if you just think of someone they can feel the energy behind that thought or your words. So people react instinctively to the energy we send to them. And of course, the energy you vibrate in dealing with the situation will affect it. 
and uh, you have to face the result from it, the consequence of your own energy. That is why I find it worthwhile to read or listen to points of view different from mine, even if I don't agree with them, as they can be interesting for a more comprehensive view. And this undoubtedly helps to exercise discernment. So I really like to listen or read different points of view from people who think in a different way, have a different perspective, because that can be not only interesting, but that can help me think in a different way. Because different people have different inner baggage, different past experiences, right? So it's uh, natural that they will have different points of view. And considering other perspectives on something helps me not only exercise my discernment, but really expand my consciousness. Besides, everything in life is a matter of point of view. What is useless for one can be very useful for another. What seems too difficult for one may be too easy for another. What you hate, the other person can love. What is ugly for that one, you may find beautiful. A situation that seems terrible at first can prove to be a blessing in disguise later. Anyway, everything depends on the way of seeing and interpreting. And that is so rich in life. Expand your consciousness by trying different points of view. Let's take the well-known example of the glass of water. When you see or think of one in half, what is your first reading? You consider that the glass of water is half empty. Or do you consider it's neither empty nor full? Or it's half full? The conventional interpretation would say the following about you, respectively to your choice. If you consider that the glass of water is half empty, then you would be pessimistic. If you consider it's neither empty nor full, you are realistic. And if you consider it's half full, you would be optimistic. In practice, it means that your way of seeing reflects your personality. But I go even further and say that it shows more than that. It shows the type of beliefs that you have nurtured inside. And by extension, the type of life you have created for yourself. In that example of the glass of water, those who choose to see that the glass is half empty would have the tendency to focus their attention on what is missing, while those who choose neither empty nor full have a tendency to focus on what they already have good. So they are more realistic. They can recognize the good things they already have in life. And the person that is more optimistic has the risk of being actually naive. You know, if you are too optimistic, you can be that kind of blind optimistic. The risk is to be too naive and deluded, actually, not seeing reality as it is. Preferring to see things with what I call pink lenses, you know? much better than they are in reality, actually denying reality. 
So my point of view, <laughs> how you see things is basically based on your beliefs and those beliefs will affect the type of life you create for yourself. And this, in my view, is more significant than just being pessimistic or optimistic. And by the way, for me, it's just a glass of water. <laughs> Neither too much nor too little water, just a glass with some water inside of it. The pessimistic person who gives more importance to the lack in their life is always lamenting and with an inclination to feel wronged victim, poor thing. This when they don't cover up anger and revolt inside them. Wow, how hard it is to live in constant frustration, unhappiness and self-pity, generating and therefore attracting negativity to themselves. That's not an easy life. And the more misfortunes they created around them because the cause is within us, the more they reinforce the belief that they are unlucky, unfortunate, incapable, loser, underprivileged. And so the snowball follows in a vicious circle. So see, if the person is so negative to the point of considering themselves wronged, victim, unlucky. What kind of energy they vibrate? Negative. And what kind of situations they will attract to their life? Negative also, because like attracts like. This is a universal law. So, attracting unfortunate circumstances to their life will make them feel even more wronged, even more like a poor victim of circumstances, of destiny, bad karma, or whatever. And that will make them feel more frustration, unhappiness, and even self-pity, reinforcing that negativity inside of them. So see how this vicious circle works. On the other hand, there is the type of people that prefers because yes, it is a choice to give more importance to the good things that they enjoy. It's someone who feels privileged, lucky, victorious, confident, and above all, grateful for the blessings they receive. And know how gratitude causes a delicious, a nice, a good sensation in the chest. Open it and let contentment and peace sprout. In return, it's as if life feels happy and stimulated to provide more reasons for happiness. So, life sends other cool things and situations, extending the cycle of positivity. So, see, it's the opposite from the other case. If you are vibrating positively, nurturing yourself, not only good thoughts, feelings, beliefs, but also gratitude for every good thing or person you have in your life, any good situation you enjoy in your life. So, of course, you are vibrating in a positive way. And what will you attract? Positive things, positive people, and that will reinforce your feeling of being lucky and victorious and you will feel more confident, more happy. And as I said, it's as 
if life feels happy for you to and stimulated to provide more reasons for your happiness. Let me give you an example of how life works. Imagine that you want to give a gift to a child that you like very much. You take the trouble to go out very well intentioned to look for something special. Or you just go online to look for a special gift for that special child. You take care in choosing to please and don't even worry too much about the price. After all, seeing that child happy is your greatest pleasure in all of this. Well, then you arrive all excited to deliver the gift and that little being, <laughs> when opening the package, immediately puts it aside and shows their evident disappointment, contempt or even indifference. Because, you know, small children are very honest and sincere about their feelings. If they don't like something, you see it immediately in their reaction. When we grow up, we learn how to fake. We learn with adults we live with how to lie, how to pretend that you are happy because we want to be accepted and don't want to make other people feel bad, right? But when we are very, still very young, we are much more sincere. So that dear child you gave that gift to, they didn't like your gift at all. So they put it aside and uh, show in a very clear way that they didn't like it. So what's your reaction? Frustration probably also, disappointment. And I ask you, next time, will you insist on doing so much of taking the trouble to buy a special gift, to take time to do that and spending so much to give a special gift to that same child. Will you do the same again in the future? Yeah, <laughs> you will probably think twice. <laughs> My point here is there are people who even as adults behave like spoiled and annoying children concerning to life. They just want to know what others have and they don't, forgetting all the toys and good things at their disposal. They are those who also despise good friends, relationships, and even jobs in constant dissatisfaction. You know the kind of person that is always unhappy, unsatisfied, and always complaining about their friends, relationships, uh, jobs, always complaining always negative. They are always comparing themselves with those they think have more and better experiences. Then they feel inferior and believe that to be well, what they have is not enough, actually never enough. Anyway, they are people who don't know how to be happy. And no matter how much they accumulate, they will never be satisfied as they suffer from a kind of compulsive disease such as an inner black hole, which makes them want always more. Of course, these are signs of emotional immaturity. Someone who is emotionally immature and uh, very emotionally needy to the point of having like a black hole inside them, no matter how much they receive from other people in terms of attention, affection, 
recognition, consideration, whatever, the good thing they receive from other people, it will never be enough. Because they are really spoiled, you know, more than just needy. They consider they should receive even more from other people and from life. They always have this dissatisfaction inside them. And I could also add that they have a strong ego that makes them think they deserve much more than other people because they are special, like really spoiled children. They think they are special, the center of the universe, and everybody should move around them and put them first. Do you know that story that the human being only learns to value a thing or a person after they lose it? It's the case of many and as it's in the nature of life that we experience opposites. To exercise our discernment and learn to choose better, moving from one pole to another, meaning from opposite poles, tends to be more unpleasant for those who don't know how to deal with frustration. Well, we gotta be patient because at some point in eternity, they will end up accepting the fact that complaining and having a tantrum will not convince life to give them what they want, because no one matures being spoiled, right? On the contrary, the more someone is spoiled, the more rigid their ego will be and the more immature they will become. So, it will be harder for them to grow and be more mature. Consequently, they will suffer more in life because they don't know how to deal with frustration, they don't accept no's in life, and they will be more and more unbearable and not easy to deal with. But let's get back to the point of view. If there is nothing you can do externally, to improve a situation in your existence, know that you can do something internally, which is change the way you look at it. The first step is to remove the drama and the weight that goes with it. And for that, there is nothing better than humor. Being able to find funny about something and laugh at whatever is bothering you. I believe that good humor is the best way to dissolve drama. It really works. And I use it a lot in my work as a therapist. When a client comes to me suffering from excess of drama, I always put some humor. Because when you can laugh at yourself for exaggerating the drama, for being that full, actually, you know, then you can experience a different point of view. Of course, you won't be so dramatic and you will be more reasonable about that situation. And obviously, we are not always capable of that, you know, find funny about something. So in situations like this, what really helps is to have someone playful and sincere around us. Someone who can really find a positive side in what you consider so terrible and who can laugh at it. But again, everything is a choice. Your friend can try to cheer you up, making jokes about the situation, and you can choose not to listen to them. You can refuse to see the positive side of 
something and remain in that dramatic and negative inner attitude. It's your choice, right? But if you choose to have a different point of view, more positive, funny maybe, that done, the thing already loses its dramatic character and becomes more of a challenge to be overcome in your life. It won't look so terrible to you anymore. Another nice attitude is to think and really believe that it is fleeting and one day it will land. It's not a matter of false optimism or escapism, what I call blind naivety. It's not that. It's a matter of accepting a truth according to which everything in this world is impermanent. Then, look at the situation again. Although it remains the same, you will probably perceive it more lightly. And that will make a huge difference inside of you. In your feelings, you won't suffer that much anymore. The next step is to be aware that you have one more option. Accept the other person in case you are teasing someone or accept the circumstance as he, she or it is and stop fighting in your head. Or you can choose to continue to suffer. It's your choice. Either you accept people and things as they are or you refuse to do so and keep fighting in your head. And if there is really nothing you can do that is concrete, at least you can put peace within yourself. Remember that no one changes anyone. People change when they want to and only if they are willing to make the necessary effort to do so. So since you cannot change anyone, one thing that you do can change is how you perceive someone if you accept them as they are or not and how you will deal with them. And that's your responsibility, what goes on inside you, how you react to someone or something. Annoying people, uh, frustrating situation, it doesn't matter. It's your responsibility to take good care of you in terms of avoiding what I call unnecessary sufferings. No one can do that work inside you. Not even the best therapist can go inside your mind and do any inner work inside you. So, from the moment you accept and stop fighting with something, your way of dealing with it changes. This state of peace makes you change your disposition, stopping sending thoughts, feelings and therefore negative energies to the target of discomfort. If you are not sending a negative energy to that person or that situation, consequently the response you receive ends up being different as well. If it is someone else, they can even change the way they relate to you to the point of becoming more pleasant and even kind. After all, no longer being attacked energetically, they don't need to attack to defend themselves, which was done instinctively and unconsciously. Because people feel the energy we send in their direction, even without saying anything. And their first reaction to you will be based on that energy. So if you are no longer vibrating negatively about them, they won't feel that instinct to defend themselves 
from being attacked by you in an invisible level. In short, as I always say, importance is like leaven. The more you put in something, the more it grows. In practice, it works like this. The more negativity you project on a person or circumstance, the more negative they or it becomes towards you. And the more positive and sincere, of course, thoughts and feelings you send, the better it gets and the solution has a chance to manifest itself. And if you cannot or do not want to send good energy, well, just not sending a bad one will help too right? <laughs> good begets good, evil begets evil. That's the basic and easy lesson. Another thing, it's not because you cannot see a solution to a situation that it doesn't exist. It is the lower and myopic mind of the ego that stuck in the details feels as if lost in a maze without finding the way out and becoming more and more distressed, anxious and pessimistic. When it's not possible to find a solution in a previous experience, a way out that already worked before, either one's own or someone else's, an attitude of neutrality and elevation is necessary to float above the maze to obtain an overview, that is, to contemplate the whole picture instead of just a piece of it. It's the higher mind, the vehicle of the soul, that is capable of this and it can communicate through intuitions or inspirations. But we only listen in a state of inner calm. This is one more reason to eliminate the drama, despair, anxiety and any and all negative state. So, my dear listener, <laughs> can you see how changing the point of view makes all the difference in any situation in life? From the banalest and boring to the most critical, there is always a better way to see. You can always learn something. The events have as many sides and versions as the number of observers that add their inner baggage to the way of interpreting the facts. So, the more points of view you listen to from different people, the broader the perspective that you will have. And that will be good for you to exercise your discernment, right? So see, even what seems complicated to someone can be considered simple for someone else. And another thing, people show different facets of themselves depending on who relates to them. So you have one person, all those who relate to them in any level will see them in a different way, may have different opinions about them, right? Unless that person is 100% honest and spontaneous all the time, they will play different characters in different types of relationships. This is very common. You act in a way as a daughter or a son, you play a different character as an employee or a boss, as a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a neighbor, a client, a customer. So we were taught by society to play different roles in our life depending on the situation and people we are dealing with. But anyway, in my opinion, everything can be interesting and give reason to joke. It depends a lot on the way you see yourself, but in my point of view, 
lightness, flexibility, tolerance, and good humor make all the difference and are privileges of more positive and open beings who offer conditions to receive more light in their consciences. So, my message today is, no matter the situation you are facing in your life, and especially if it is uncomfortable or even painful, try to have a different point of view. And if you can't, try to talk to someone neutral who will probably have a different point of view because that person will have a different inner baggage, um, different experiences in their life. So maybe they went through that same situation before so they can give you a different and better perspective on how to deal with your situation. If you only deal with people who think like you, that won't add much, right? Because you already know what to expect from them. If you choose to be surrounded only by people who always agree with you, that, my dear listener, won't help you grow, won't help you mature, because you won't have to learn how to deal with frustration how to listen to no's in your life, that really won't help you evolve as a human being. I'm not saying that you should surround yourself with people who always think different from you. No, you got my point, right? <laughs> it's just a matter of always being flexible with an open mind to get in contact with different points of view. And being humble enough to listen to people who can think differently from you. And not starting a fight, of course. Because you don't agree on something, you have maybe opposite points of view. It's always good to have mature people, emotionally mature people in our lives also, not dramatic, that will have you know, a mature point of view that can be practical, sensible and realistic. Actually, that's what therapists are for. <laughs> a therapist is someone neutral and trained to know how to deal with emotional sufferings, psychological sufferings, mental sufferings. And it's funny when you see a therapist that can be very neutral and mature when dealing with a client in pain. But in their own lives, they are dramatic, they are somehow immature, dealing with challenging people <laughs> or challenging situations. We need to practice what we preach and preach what we practice, right? <laughs> but uh, we are all human beings. And I don't consider myself a regular therapist because I have a very different point of view about many things. Also because of my spiritual studies, I can have a deeper perspective of life, of people in general. And also my sensitivity was trained to see beyond appearances. And my ears were trained to listen to what is not said. And I can read in between lines. So that's how I can really identify the cause of not only someone's action or reaction, but the real cause of any situation. Because I know how life works. It's 
hidden laws. And having those different points of view makes a huge difference in how I deal with myself, with others, and with life. And those are the three main pillars in my work. To teach people how to deal with themselves, others, and life. To share my knowledge. But I don't think I know everything. I've learned it a lot in my life. But uh, it's that thing. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know much. And something that really gives me pleasure in life is learning something, different things, getting in contact with different points of view. And if you have something, a subject that you would like to know more about, if you have a suggestion to make, you can please send me a direct message, a DM on my Instagram at Gracie Hu, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O. Or you can go to my website, gracyhu.com and send me an email. It would be a pleasure to know what you are thinking about this podcast, if I'm helping you somehow. And I would like to receive suggestions because I'm here for you, <laughs> my dear listener. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.